still don't know what episode it is. <laughs> Dark and abrupt. Dark and abrupt. All right. So uh, before we begin, we should mention what this episode is kind of stemming from. Uh, after our game episode, we got a couple new games. And one of them that we got that we've taken interest into is this one called Sherlock Holmes. Um, you'd never guess what it's about. If you said Sherlock Holmes, you'd be correct. Um, it's where they give you a case or a crime and you have to solve it as a group. Um, and it's really fun. It has some really interesting cases. Would recommend. But um, I believe this is at you kind of in a way. Also, you've had Sarah has had a lot of free time to um, listen to music podcasts. and podcasts. Yeah. And a little life update. I started working from home. Um, and I'm a multitasker, so if I'm not keeping kept busy enough, my brain goes insane and I'm not, I should not be left alone with my thoughts. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I listened to, I started by listening to a lot of music and then I got tired of listening to music and got really into podcasts, um, like our own. Mm. (laughs) Listen to it on Spotify, sponsored by water. (laughs) Um, yeah, got really into podcasts, uh, and I am a really big history nerd, so I was really listening to a lot of history podcasts, a lot of dark history, um, and then also some, uh, solved murders because I can't do unsolved because, uh, two reasons. One, the killer could still be out there. And two, I need the closure of knowing who did it. Um, despite that, I have heard many cases that are. Uh, not officially conclusive, and uh, today we're going to talk about our theories. So, I thought that just talking about it would be a little, I don't know, boring. There's not, I think there's a lot of podcasts that do it. So I decided yep. why not make it like a little like, you know, a, a game kind of thing, you know, a little competitive kind of thing that we've done. We've done a game before, mm-hmm. um, but also maybe potentially have a little uh, interaction to with uh, you guys, um, the listeners, or the other member in the room here, mm-hmm. we'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just see, uh, basically what's going to happen is we'll read out the case, read out some details, mm-hmm. and we'll each formulate an opinion of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be up to the listeners to decide who they think has the better theory theory hypothesis yeah um i also Mm. i don't know how this is gonna make work out in terms of like i don't know we'll we'll find out yeah um but we i think we have three three cases today Mm -hmm. um that we have lined up yeah so uh with that said Mm -hmm. uh, who do you want to start with good question that's uh Why don't we start with the infamous one? So we'll start with Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Um, Lizzie Borden is a very infamous, uh, um, suspected killer. Um, it's very infamous murder. Um, it is a gruesome axe murder. Mm -hmm. Um, and here's what is alleged to have happened. So little, um... She is... Uh, cue, uh, cue whatever sound effect here, like dark rain or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yes. The... And then I just put... It's just actually just sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. On a monopoeia where there's no... Anyway. Um, so Lizzie Borden is... 
is a wealthy, the Bordens are a wealthy family. Um, Mr. Borden is now currently in his second marriage. First marriage, um, his wife uh, just died. We don't know how. Um, uh, but he's currently in his second marriage. Um, he's Mr. Borden is not a likable man in the community. Um, but certainly him and his his stepwife are um, not liked particularly by their two daughters, uh, Lizzie Borden and Emma Borden. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're currently, uh, at the time of this murder, they're currently aged or older. So they are, um, Lizzie Borden, I think is like 31 or 32. Yeah. So she's certainly not, like, one of those seven-year-olds who managed to murder their parents. And you're like, how, though, or why? Um, no, she's fully fully grown um, and, and capable of making her own decisions. Um, but um, on this particular weekend in August, um, her, they had brought, they had asked their uncle to come into the town, to town. Um, and... He had gone out that morning to go buy ox and see some of their his other family in town. Um, Emma was not around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it says where she went, and I don't think that, that it was ever confirmed. The uncle's alibi was confirmed that he did, in fact, buy ox and did, in fact, meet his family members. And mm-hmm. um, we don't know where Emma was. Um, but Oh, and there's also um, Abby, right? Abby is the maid, yes. yes. So Margaret, uh, I think, what is it? Um, it's like Bridget. Her real name is Bridget something. Um, and Bridget Sullivan. Yeah. Um, but she goes by Maggie. So. No, Abby and Bridget are separate people. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Maggie, so Bridget Sullivan is Maggie, the maid. Yeah. And Abby is the stepmother. Mm-hmm. So it's Abby, the stepmother, and I think, Aunt, is it Andrew is the, Andrew yes. Borden is yes. the dad? Yes. Andrew is the dad. Okay, so this this murder um, takes place approximately, um, or it takes place on the morning of August 4th, 1892. Um, and there's kind of some like discrepancies to the story but I mean obviously because that's why we're talking about our hypotheses um so um so the day before the like the, the couple days leading up to this um the family has not been feeling well they they um report to have gotten like food poisoning, food sickness. Um, but stepmother Abby thinks that they've been actually poisoned. Um, and whether that be because Mr. Borden is unlikable or what have you, she doesn't know, but she was telling all her friends that they were poisoned. Um, whereas everyone else was just like, it's food poisoning. On August 3rd, which is a day before the murders, um, Lizzie is reported to have gone to buy prussic acid, which is hydrogen cyanide. Um, she was denied. She was not allowed to purchase that uh, acid. 
or that cyanide, um, but uh, she's reported to have tried to purchase this, which is a poison. Um, but they were um, they were suffering from a food poisoning type symptoms. Um, so August fourth, it's the morning of August fourth. Um, normally, Lizzie would be the ones to make the beds, um, but. Abby is the one, Abby's the stepmother, who goes upstairs to make um, Mr. Borden's bed. Mr. Borden goes out on his morning walk. This is a daily routine for him. He does this all every morning. Um, and uh, the maid is outside cleaning the windows. It's during this time, I believe it's like, they have like really specific timestamps, but I like can't find them right now. Um, but I think, so I think it's like around 10 o'clock that this happens. Um, but during this time that um, Abby is murdered. Uh, it's between 9 and 10.30. 9 and 10.30? Yeah. Which one's on Wikipedia. Oh. <laughs> the best source of information. Of course. Um. Yeah, so between 9 and 10 p.m. Um, yeah. A.m., right. Um, she is um, murdered. And this is this is not a simple, pleasant murder as they normally are. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, she was, uh, took an axe to the ear um, and then was continued to be bludgeoned in the face and I think in the back, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, she's left up- upstairs unfound. Um, it's at this time, so the maid tries to come back in. Yeah, so her, she was facing, she was, so Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack. So he struck, she was struck on the side of the head and just about, got a cut just above their ear. Um, causing her to fall face down. Um, and her killer struck her 17 times to the back of her head. Yep. Um, so, Mr. Borden returns at 10.30. His key is not opening. The door is locked for both the maid and for Mr. Borden. Uh, which is unusual. Um, oh no, so so Maggie's the one who unlocks the door. And when she unlocks the door, uh, she testifies hearing that she heard Lizzie laughing um, upstairs, which is important because this would be the time that was after um, this was after uh, Abby was already dead um, and she would have had to have seen um, Abby's body if she was upstairs. The way mm-hmm. the way I understand it is that her body was basically at the top of the stairs and it's basically like it, it was impossible not to see it if you were upstairs. Um, mm-hmm. So she says that she heard Lizzie laughing upstairs but Lizzie did not say she was upstairs. She would testify that she was never upstairs and she was on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. But Maggie the maid is still sick from uh, from the food poisoning. So she decides to go take a nap um, while um, in her bedroom while Mr. Andrew or Mr. Borden takes a nap on the sofa. Yeah. Lizzie claims that she takes off his 
helps him to take off his boots and puts on his slippers instead for his nap. But the pictures um, refute this because you in the in the crime scene pictures, which you can in fact see in all their gruesome, grisly details. Uh, sort of, because it is from the 1800s, so obviously it's not <laughs> HD. <laughs> um, he is still wearing the boots. Yeah. He's still wearing the boots. Um, but uh, at 11.10, um, Lizzie calls for Maggie, saying her father's dead, and he has been struck 10 to 11 times with a hatchet-like weapon to his face. One of his eyes had been split cleanly in two, suggesting that he had been asleep when attacked. His still bleeding wound suggested a very recent attack. Detectives estimated that Mr. Borden's death happened at 11 a.m. So he died at 11 and she called for Maggie at 11. The... There's a lot of controversy because, so she was a very, they were in a very affluent uh, family and um, there were a lot of immigrants moving into this area. And so they didn't, the cops who were investigating this were um, hesitant to fully question her because they were immigrants and she was from a very wealthy, prominent family. Um, so they didn't probably do as thorough of a job as they should have. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but they did know that she was not crying when, uh, at the scene of the crime. Yeah. So there's a bunch of more details, but ultimately... I, I, I think, so... Uh, what it boils down to is, we, for for the most part, we can guarantee it was Lizzie. Yeah, she's super sus. She's super yeah. sus. There's a bunch of more details, and it kind of goes into how, like, oh, like, she, her, you know, her sister defends her, the women's movement defends her, mm -hmm. um, and there are all these things. She does not, she is acquitted, so mm -hmm. she does not go to, she is not criminalized for this. I mean, not jailed for it at least i mean people still looked at her as a criminal yeah she's not jailed for this um because there it was all circumstantial evidence mm -hmm. there wasn't anything concrete because the, the the you know uh the police didn't thoroughly investigate yeah. maybe as they should have there were some people who could confirm alibis um, but yeah, it's basically like she's super sus, right? Mm -hmm. um, the two things that we were, I think, were really important to note are these were very, very grisly murders, right? Yeah, so they had motive to for them, right? Have. But also, um, if so, if she's doing these right, right after another, like, I mean, you're bludgeoning someone. There should be blood splatter. Right, mm -hmm. she should have been covered in blood, um, or like changing dresses. But Maggie doesn't note any change of dressing. Um, she, the cops, don't notice any blood, like significantly splattered all over her. But you would assume it's very. It would be pretty hard to walk away from an axe murder like that mm -hmm. and and come home cleanly. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing is they don't find any hatchets um, with blood on them or that could have had blood on them. I and mean, this is the 1800s, so this is pre, like, 
you know, technology to, yeah, to catch Jet. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, there was blood on this, you know. Yeah. Um, Blacklight or anything. Right, like exactly. Um, but certainly not something that she could have cleaned quickly enough um, in that time. She is reported to a couple of days been seen burning a dress in the stove. But, um, again, it's, like, super, um, circumstantial. Mm. Um, her sister and her, after she was acquitted, moved to this house that's, like, this really bougie house in this, uh, uh, rich area. And they live together for a good majority of their, their, the rest of their life until they have a falling out. Mm -hmm. They get into this big argument. No one knows why. And they never see each other again. They die, like, nine days apart from each other later on so anyway yes uh the 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 theory on this one is not who did this it's because yeah it's pretty clear that she did it Mm -hmm. which uh, i think two of these are really gonna be how did they do it yeah i mean two are yeah two are how rather than who yeah Uh but uh yeah so do you want to go first Uh, i gotta write some stuff down so i'll let you go first i'll Okay. So I guess how we'll do this is we'll kind of present our, our statements, mm-hmm. present our... What we'll be answering here is how mm-hmm. she did it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, how she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, for my for my hypothesis, I really want to harp on this, um, that I cannot find where Emma was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Maggie is purported to have been very serious in saying like she was like genuinely confused um by what was going on with Lizzie and maybe like genuinely like trying to like help like oh it was like really weird or really sus however I would say that like I think one of one if not both were in on it I think they had to be in on it um and one of the things that is mentioned is that so uh, Maggie's bedroom was upstairs, right? She couldn't have seen this, the body of, uh, she couldn't have been upstairs and not seen the body, right? She couldn't have walked up the stairs, the staircase, and not seen Abby's body. But her bedroom was upstairs. So um, a lot of times in those older rich houses, they had like the servant staircase, so the theory, the the theory there is that she had her own like servant staircase to her room, or to to an upstairs attic. So she could so so the the idea there is that there is there are these other passages. Could there have been other passages as well? Could there have been other places that maybe cops didn't know to check, or like you know like kind of like one of those like clue like secret like if you put the book here the book the you know bookcase opens up but i definitely think i mean i definitely think that the sister was in on it and i think that um you know maybe less less of maggie but the sister being in on it um because like i said her alibi was never like really explained they were just like oh she wasn't around for this um and later on when they have that falling out people have uh have thought that maybe it was you know lizzie confessing she had done the murder and emma being like no like i trusted you 
But I think their falling out was, no, they both knew they did it. Like, they both were in on it. And it was just a falling out over having done it together. So maybe Abby, uh, uh, maybe Abby did the bludgeoning and, like, you know, Emma was there to quickly, like, or not Abby, I'm sorry, maybe Lizzie did the bludgeoning and Emma was there to help, like, quick wash up or something. Um, or... Maybe she's the one who took the hatchet and took it away or something like that. You know what I mean? The other thing that, that is important to note is that they did leave on they did live on a busy street. So if people were coming in and out, they would have been seen. And nobody reported anyone nobody reported seeing anyone come in or out of the house. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me think that there were kind of like some other like secret staircases or they used like Maggie's staircase or or, I mean, even, like, when Maggie, when they were asleep, I mean, like, you can totally have, you know, very obviously use the main staircase if everyone's asleep. Nobody's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, my hypothesis is that uh, she was not alone in this. They were in it together. And that's how they got away with it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to, like, go in depth, more in depth about, like? Specifically, like, maybe movements or... I don't know that I can... I don't know that I have anything more specific in mind. Other than, like I said, like, I think that they might have used, like, some some of, like, the, like, passages. Like, they knew that house better than anyone. Um, yeah. Okay. See, um, the problem here is, like, I, I, I agree... For most mm-hmm. of the part. So yeah. I want to do my best here to formulate an opinion that would um, be different, mm-hmm. but also sensical. Yeah. Um, so first things first, uh, I definitely agree uh, for, the, for the most part, uh, pretty much fully that um, Lizzie didn't do it alone. Yeah. Uh, or at the very least, she had people in on it. Um. And the other thing is she was very wealthy, so it's very easy to pay people, pay people off. off. Yeah. Exactly, as we'll get into later. Um, uh, but I I think um, I think both I actually think both Emma and Maggie were in on it. Yeah. Um, she Maggie was a cleaning mate, right? Oh yeah, good point. Um, which I think is circumstantial enough that she would have had some sort of right to, or some sort of had a clean of cleaned something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that buzzing? I hear buzzing. So I think what perhaps could have went down is um, I I don't think Maggie was in on it at, at first. Um, I think she uh, was probably paid off later. Uh, for alibi and testimonies um, and also like hide the evidence kind of thing yeah um, mainly because uh, I, I think I, I do think it's uh, I think Emma was in the house but like hidden maybe mm-hmm. um, and that was the main way of at mm-hmm. first hiding it yeah um, like hiding maybe the axe yeah and maybe giving uh, you know Lizzie like a change of clothes or something mm-hmm. like that um that matched or something something of that caliber yeah. um and then later on they 
convinced Maggie to, you know, clean it up Mm -hmm. or, you know, clean the weapon, clean the, Mm -hmm. um, clean the clothes, burn it, you know, Mm -hmm. and they kind of paid Maggie off in a way. Um, because again, uh, Lizzie's alibis also don't really match up like the whole boots thing. Like Mm -hmm. she was like, oh yeah, I I slipped into his slippers Mm -hmm. and in fact it was boots, Mm -hmm. um, which is all very like, of course she most likely did it. Um, um, yeah, uh, I think too, like, motive, like, whether or not, like, she was, like, legitimately psychotic, or maybe, like, the sisters had been abused, whether that be verbally or physically their mm -hmm. whole life, and maybe they had just reached their point. Their breaking point. Maybe the sickness was the breaking point. Or even before the sickness, maybe, like, something had happened, they reached their breaking point, like, maybe it was just one of those, like, uh, they've been victims of this this family for so long and they just can't take it anymore and maybe maggie sympathized with that or maybe maggie didn't like the parents either maybe she didn't like the the dad and the stepmom either yeah or maybe like you know money's money's you know it's uh it's free speech (laughs) (laughs) um so I think that's, that's that's the first case, I think. Yeah. That's a, I'm going to throw in a different opinion. Ooh, okay. We got a different opinion here. All right. So I do think motive would most definitely be associated with money for one. But what if Lizzie was not the one who committed the murder? Or theoretically, she was so famous because... It, it was Emma. That makes... Actually committed the murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Lizzie was burning Emma's dress. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, I think you have to be careful not to get yourself caught into Lizzie being the murderer. Right. That's true. That's a very good point. I think that's like too like. So for those for those uh who couldn't hear that. Holly made the point that it might have been actually Emma that mm-hmm. com- uh, committed the murder. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. um, em- uh, Lizzie was so clean. Was that mm-hmm. Emma was in fact. And uh, maybe that would explain why um, Lizzie was laughing in a way. Yeah. Because she was like, this is a good method. Yeah. Like. We're getting away. We're so we're getting get away, away with this. this. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot more sense, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Do you want to bring up the Ray Rivera one? All right. Sure. We'll do the Ray Rivera. Uh, this is a more uh, recent one. Um, 2006. Uh, and you'll know this one if you, uh, on Netflix, there was the miniseries Unsolved Myth, Myth, Mythreth. 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 Um, uh, and I, this one was one of the ones that intrigued me the most. Um, I think there's definitely... A clear answer again it's more of those more of that mm-hmm. how did it happen like mm-hmm. and why maybe mm-hmm. we know the who mm-hmm. we think not necessarily we don't know the exact who but we have a generalized idea um basically uh may 16th 2006 uh ray riviera riviera uh in baltimore mass uh baltimore, baltimore maryland maryland maryland, maryland. 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 
Baltimore, uh, received a phone call, and this was noted by a um, guest in the house uh, of the Riviera household, um, which he had been recently married. Um, and he received a phone call, and while the, the phone call wasn't recorded or anything, the guest had noted that at the very end there was an exclaimed, Oh! Uh, uh, and after that oh, he ran out of the house and never came back. He was missing. Um, after eight days of searching, um, they found his car parked outside of the Belvedere Hotel. Oh, actually, I think they found his the car six days after. Mm-hmm. Six yeah. days after. And then two days after that, mm-hmm. his body was found uh, in a a room that wasn't used in the Belvedere. A, uh, like a... Conference room. A conference room. Yeah. Um, uh, from across the street there, well, across the... Like, next to the building, there is a parking garage that had an angle, and two men were up there and saw a hole. And down from that hole was his body. Now, perhaps the um, most interesting uh, aspect of this case, well, is before before that, also, I should mention, uh, Ray Riviera, his uh, household had almost been broken into twice. Um... One the day before this happened, um, and uh, next the he was working for a financing company. He was a financial writer, uh, and the financial company had paid all of their employees to not say anything, and they had lawyered up, lawyered up about this case. So that that's the who we we can be pretty certain it was them that killed them. Uh, also. They moved, the, the Riviera family moved to Baltimore because of a friend that got him into this company. And this friend, like, stopped talking immediately. So, uh, stepping back a little bit, with this hole, um, he had fallen through. Now, also mentioned, the roof was steel. Like, it was a steel roof. It had steel crossbeams in it. Um, uh, as noted by security, it was a steel rotted roof, meaning it would be pretty tough to break through that falling. Um, but also to get to that hole, there was very few points on the hotel that would allow a person to fall and gain enough speed to break through that. And the points that were, were almost impossible to get to right um there's also the theory that maybe he jumped from across the um parking garage uh, but the angle wouldn't work out with the distance that he would have had to drum um so uh, also the medical examiners found out the uh, labeled the case undetermined because there was something wrong with his legs that didn't line up now that's not available, I don't think, or it hasn't been stated what was wrong with the legs. 
Um, I just found something that was like, so if Ray Rivera jumped off a building, why are his injuries more consistent with being hit by a car? Mm. So um, he had a scalp hemorrhage, cranial fracture, uh, lung lacerations. Let me see if I can find this in a better... Okay, so he had... Uh, oh, this is going to pull yeah, he had so lung, lung something, heart lacerations, hemorrhage in the neck, liver lacerations, chest contusion, forehead laceration and abrasion, torso multiple broken ribs, abraded contusions, a knee contusion, a uh, orso laceration, abdominal abrasions. And then the way that his fibula, so his tibula and fibula were uh, <clears throat> fractured in a way that they ended up, they were so fractured that they ended up sticking out of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me see here. Um, see what it says. Um, Usually their injuries to the arms are more extensive, injuries to the hands, and things where you try to break your uh, break yourself, oh, as morbid as that is. Um, so that's strange. I, I did think about that too, is like if you're falling. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to try to stop the fall. Right. So like to go. He went feet first, it right, seems like. Right. Um, well, that's the other thing too, and we said this too, is like, is that so they they claim that he went feet first in mm-hmm. but he is now, now the way he was displayed was like uh he had landed with his feet mm-hmm. towards like the door of the the building mm-hmm. and he landed almost in a like a delicate in his, a very delicate yeah, manner yeah knees to the wall it, it facing the wall and blood was really only on the walls and I don't think it said that there was like pools of blood which you kind of would think if the bones like were if flesh was ripped out right I mean this was eight days later it was. and that was part of the problem yeah, was that true. it was already starting to decompose mm-hmm. um also I want to point out that where the hole was like around the hole was three items from him it was his phone his glasses and his flip flops the only thing kind of broken was his flip-flops. His phone and glasses were, like, completely unharmed, right? Mm-hmm. And his flip-flops, uh, the one was broken. Mm-hmm. But I think that can also be boiled down to him being in a rush. Like, flip-flops don't really hold up to mm-hmm. running. Right. Um, so, really the question is, how did he get there? Um, like what, what was really the cause of his death? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you want to go first or should I? I mean, you can go first. So my theory is that, uh, also you have to con- uh, consider the Belvedere, none of the, this is a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody in the hotel or anyone across the street says they saw anything. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, so my theory is, and nobody heard anything. Uh, my theory is that the hole was preformed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somehow uh, the hole was either 
like hammered or something like that or like in some way shape or form preformed uh or started maybe maybe it was started or weakened that way because exactly the the way that he fell through wouldn't his injuries wouldn't have lined up with him falling from a great height and breaking through steel beams Mm -hmm. like that just doesn't line up to me Mm -hmm. um and obviously this was a hit from that finance company um but uh yeah if that makes anything any sense is he was maybe perhaps uh injured or somewhat uh beforehand and then because we also know that people have been able to get onto that roof mm-hmm. nowhere else on the belvedere could you get to easily except for that roof um that's the only part where like people had consistently gotten on top of mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's kind of my kind of a a little bit of a run around there so to reiterate is the hole was preformed he had maybe been beaten up and his item stripped or something and he had been dropped through the hole and that would also explain the lacerations mm-hmm. i think was falling through it would rip, rip him apart mm-hmm. a little bit um and then yeah he would have fallen and died Mm-hmm. And that would explain how he fell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's my theory, perhaps. I'm curious to see if the Stansbury Finance is still around. I'm trying to like look it up, but my Google is just not responding. <laughs> um, it thinks that I'm a robot, apparently. Right. Um my computer asked if I was a robot. So I cut myself. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, I, I have a similar uh, I have a similar thought where hole is pre-cut or pre-drilled or, or perhaps even already there. Like maybe mm-hmm. they knew it was there. They've seen it before. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if it's premeditated or not. If they had planned this, I do think it's interesting the idea of it being him being hit by a car. Mm. Uh, um, I think that's pretty interesting theory, and it would certainly explain because you know, um, it's like what are they like beating him? But there's no like bruises, so I think like you know like are they how are they how is his how is his fib, how are her how is her leg the leg bones ending uh, ending up like that? You know, mm-hmm. and I think being hit by a car makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, so I, I do think, uh, do you think it was the the friend that stands for? So here, here's the other thing that I don't think we kind of like touched on as much. So this friend Porter Stansbury, uh, he's the one who got him this job. They were like bestie, supposed to be besties since like school or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was very hesitant. He didn't really talk to the police. He was not very cooperative during the investigation. And he did not appear once in this Netflix documentary. Which is very telling. Because if you were somebody's bestie, you would 100% show up on their Unsolved Mystery documentary. Yeah, of course. So, um, that's a true sign of friendship. But, uh, yeah, so he um, he didn't show up in any of that. And if you were besties, you would think, 
uh, you know, he'd be a little more wanting to be you know, a part of that. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what happened to this person who I brought onto my field company? The other thing that's really um, strange, and and the other thing that I think should be pointed out is that uh, Ray Riviera, Riviera was um, into he was he wanted to go into the film industry. Yeah. He wanted to be a writer for films. Um, and so when he was given a, so his friend at this, this Porter finance had offered him a position as a writer for a newsletter for this finance company. And he's like, I don't really know anything about finance, but his, uh, friend just gave him this position as a finance writer, um, which I think is really odd. Yeah. Like. Like, I totally get wanting to help your friend, but at the same time... So, first of all, they were living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They were living in Los Angeles when Bestie was like, come work for me in Baltimore. Or, is it Baltimore? Yeah, we said yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. Come work for me in Baltimore. So, they literally had to move across the country. Um, he literally asked them. It wasn't just like, oh, like you're going through a hard time. Come work for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, I'm seriously recruiting you. Yeah. But then going cold and being, like, not talking. So, like... A lot of things don't line up, for sure. So, like, I really want to know... I don't know if you were able to look into the the finance company, but I really want to know, um, like, if they're still around. Because I don't... Maybe they're not even a finance company, you know? Like, what are they... Um, like it, he clearly had, so they had also said that he was kind of like, or there are also things saying, saying that he'd gotten like paranoid leading up to mm-hmm. the death. Um, and, uh, also, uh, he did leave a note. Mm-hmm. Um, it he didn't necessarily like leave it. It was behind mm-hmm. his computer and a mm-hmm. taped, like a really small note that made mm-hmm. no sense reading it. Um, so I just thought I would put that on. Sloppy there. covering for yourself kind yeah. of host yeah um so yeah i think I, I um i think that maybe the finance company was doing something shadier um i do think he seemed like a genuinely good person like i think his family seemed like a genuinely seem like genuinely good people yeah. like his mom seems lovely his wife seems lovely like his brother seems really, like so i think they're genuinely good people yeah. and i i yeah. want to say I think definitely the consensus is that he found something that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um. I mean, if maybe, you look at pictures of Stansbury, he's super like shady looking. Shady. He looks shady. Yeah. Um. And so definitely found something he shouldn't have. I do think, and maybe he was like, I think you know, because one of the things is that the one of the things that they said is that the glasses, his glasses were not broken. His phone was not broken, but he fe- he supposedly fell from this mm-hmm. place. But his flip flops took damage and broke. So if you're running away from a car, that's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's much more likely for your flip flop to these. They were pretty sturdy flip flops, mind you. Um, that I think if you watch, it kind of makes when you look at the. Um, when you look at the flip flops and you kind of think about, oh my goodness, yeah, if he's running away from a car, it kind of actually makes sense for that them to look like that. Yeah, still doesn't make sense how his glasses and 
phone made it unscathed. Also, unless maybe they had like kidnapped him or something, yeah. and like they had had they taken those from Embry, him running or something. Well, uh, we, I do want to. This case is so interesting, man. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he did know the area well because mm-hmm. it was not far from the business itself. Yes, but also where he parked was unusual. Yeah, like why next to Belvedere? Belvedere, like yeah. Why that spot? Why not the parking garage? Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, no cameras saw him. Right. Which All is interesting. the cameras were mysteriously... Well, only one was mysteriously not working. Mm-hmm. Um, but no other cameras saw him. Which is mm-hmm. also like... The one that wasn't working, they said it was disconnected or something like that. But mm-hmm. everyone leading up to that place was connected. So mm-hmm. they would have seen him. Right. So... Right. The fact that he had somehow not been seen by any camera, anyone, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I definitely agree. Uh, Hull was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did stage it to look like he quote-unquote jumped um, and then just happened to put the body there. Um, and I do think the Sansbury was behind it. And I do think they were corrupt. And I I think that the getting hit by a car makes sense, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my theory. That's my hypothesis. Okay, you want to move into the third one? Last one, all right. So the last one we're going to talk about is who put Bella in the witch elm? And the witch elm is spelled W-Y-C-H. Yes. Um, so ultimately, there's a lot to this story. I'm going to try to simplify it because there's a lot to the story. But um, these boys were out hu- uh, hunting for like looking for birds nests or something. And they were in an area where it wasn't uh, it was private property. So they mm-hmm. weren't to ne- they weren't supposed to be there. Um, uh, and they while they were looking for birds nests, they thought they had found this like real huge they were like oh look at this like you know this nest or this egg and it turned out to be a human skull (laughs) they promptly put it back in and made a pact that they would never talk about it to anyone because they didn't want to get in trouble for being on private property and for hunting uh and so they promptly made the pact and one of them quickly broke that pact (laughs) he told his dad his dad told the police and the police went to go check they found the remaining uh, skeleton uh, in the tr- stuffed in the tree, mm-hmm. uh, as long as as well as some uh, old like kind of like cheaper clothes, um, a ring and some other things. Um, and her hand, they found one hand bone or one hand um, buried like five feet away from this tree. Wasn't both? I looked at that and apparently it was only one. Hmm. I don't know. So I so potentially one or both hands were essentially those separated from her body in this tree. Yeah. Um. She did. The skull had some hair remaining on it and some flesh remaining on it, but it had been about. They had estimated it being about a year or two since her death. Um. She also had a piece of cloth stuffed down her throat, mm-hmm. which meant that she had died of asphyxiation. So. Here are some of the theories because so one of the things that was really interesting about her skull was that she had a very unique dental set. Um, she had a, a unique jaw deformity and some very unique dental sets. Um, 
And despite sending this out to everyone, all these dentists, all these all these places, no one could come back and say, yeah, I know who this is. No one knew who this person was. Um, they didn't really have any leads for a while. Um, one of the things that came up was, so they started some, they had some like people who were tagging like in, in graffiti who put Bella in the witch elm. And that's what kind of like started another a whole thing. And that's where they get... That's where she gets the nickname is who put Bella in the witch elm and they were um, like, well, maybe, maybe uh, they know who it is. I think some, some sources say like some, some of the tags had like who put Bella Lou in the witch elm. Um, regardless, uh, they never really found anything super concrete. Um, and everything is ultimately a, um, a theory. So here are some of the theories. Um, the first is the first was uh, a dark magic theory, and this was proposed by anthropologist uh, um, Margaret Murray. Um, interestingly enough, later on, one of her colleagues would take the remains of Bella and take it back to their university. And those remains are still missing to this day. They don't know where they are because they would like to do DNA testing and all the things that they can do now. Uh, but they can't because they don't know where her remains went. <laughs> so interestingly enough, Professor uh, Margaret Murray suggests this uh, satanic theory. Her colleague takes the bones. Bones are missing. Little side note. But she proposed that uh, she had died... Um, via this in in this ceremony called the Hand of Glory, and this is really the only the only theory that really focuses on that I that focuses on the fact that her hand was separate. Um, so she concludes that it was related to uh, witchcraft, and um, that they were just performing this ceremony um, in like a, a satanic witchcrafty ritual. Uh, and, and that's her theory is that it's it. And there was another murder where like a, a farmer had been uh, murdered very similarly, except he had been staked with like a pitchfork and um, but it's same same separate hand situation. And so that was her whole um, idea behind that. Um, <coughs> hold on. I've got to plug my computer. in. All right. Sorry. So the next theory that came around was, uh, so they, they kind of go a while after the satanic ritual. Um, and then a, they get this anonymous letter from a woman who identifies herself as Anna of Claverly. She claimed to have information on the identity of Bella. And she said that Bella was a member of a spy ring. Um, so she alleged that uh, pilot Jack Mossop had witnessed Bella's death. She said that Mossop told her that he had become involved in a spy ring along with a Dutchman called Van Ralt. Um, they, they are uh, suspecting that she was Dutch uh, at this point, by the way. <laughs> um, had... Uh, so one even evening, Van Rolt, accompanied by uh, a woman Massa believed to be Bella, had picked up 
uh, Moss up in his car. Shortly after, Van Ralt strangled the woman, allegedly because of her spy association. Um, another version of the story claims that Mossop and Van Ralt had been drinking with Bella in a local pub when she became drunk and passed out. Um, the two men had placed the woman in the tree to teach her a lesson when she awoke, and she was unable to climb out and perished. Um, the thing that kind of like corroborates that story uh, is the fact that she was not dead when they put her in the tree. Um, so when her body was put in the tree, she was not dead. However, and I, and I bring this back, um, her hand was severed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The fact that they, they keep forgetting this point is, is really, um, interesting to me. Like, uh, if you're teaching, quote unquote, teaching someone a lesson, why sever their hand first and then stuff them in a tree stuff a cloth down their throat and just leave them there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not a good theory. <laughs> um, later years. So another, another uh, spy theory is that uh, MI5 MI files gave some weight to the spy theory. The files revealed information concerning a German spy named Josef Jakobs, who was captured after breaking his ankle while parachuting into Cambridge, uh, Cambridgeshire in 1941. After his arrest, he, uh, he had a creased photo of a glamorous German actress and cabaret singer, Clara uh, Bowerly, and that was found in his pocket. He told inter- interrogators that Bowerly was his lover and that the Third Reich had uh, recruited her as, her as a spy. According to Jacob's, Bowerly had parachuted into the West Midlands in 1941 and disappeared. Bowerly matched the age, um, the height, I believe. Um, however, uh, uh, Jakob's granddaughter was very invested in his story um, and trying to figure out what was going on. And she said she found a death certificate of Clara Bowerly in uh, a death certificate saying that she died in a Berlin hospital in 1942. Mm. Um, I believe that it was the it was the um, the Anna Anna the one who brought up the um, that she was a spy. I believe she said that she was she had claimed that Bella was a dancer, um, or like you know along those lines like entertainer um and so i believe that i believe there's something about clara being like also being into that kind of thing um that kind of like kind of went along with that that made sense that both of them had said she was a dancer um none of these have been proven true and again the bones are missing can't can't go back um, some theories, uh, some other theories that come up are that she was a prostitute um, who worked in the streets of Hagley Road. Um, profi- uh, police profiles Bella had disappeared in 1941, which would fit the timeline of events. Locals pointed out the fact that gypsies had camped out in the vicinity of Hagley Woods during 1941, and perhaps uh, Bella was one of them, had been killed by a member of her own community. 
Um, and yet another suggestion was that Bella was a local barmaid who had been killed by American GI. Um, and those are the main, uh, those are the main theories. There are, there was a study that was done giving like percent, the weight to the percentages of the theories and things like that. But it's kind of like, uh, if they didn't have all the information, it kind of throws it all off. So I don't think it really helps anything, but essentially those are the the main theories. Mm Mm-hmm. So, did you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? <laughs> um, I guess I'll start. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't quite decided which theory, which, which theory <laughs> I've settled on the most. What I do think is, I, I think I can understand what her murder was. Mm-hmm. What I think was, um, I think her hand was cut off first. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she was stuffed in the tree while alive. And then the rag was thrown down her throat. Mm -hmm. This way, it's morbid if you think about it. But Mm -hmm. that way, if she wanted to save herself, she -hmm. she would either have to pull herself out of the tree Mm -hmm. or get the rag out of her throat. Mm -hmm. You couldn't really do that with two hands. Right. I mean, you could do that with two hands. You know, pull it out, kind of Mm -hmm. pull yourself out. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't really do that with one hand, right. you know? You would have to prioritize one leading to your death. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my opinion on how it happened. Um, the question... This one's really the question is, who? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think... And I think more so rather than who did it, because I don't think we'll ever know who did no, it. Or we'll there'll ever be a... But who was she? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and I, I, I think what it for me personally, um, it very obviously could be a spy that because a spy explains a lot. Um, a spy or a prostitute explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it also explains nothing at the same time. Yeah. Um, because it could be anybody. You can say, oh, yeah, that person was a spy because they have no name. Mm-hmm. They have no, or it could be a prostitute. They have no name. They have no mm-hmm. position. Therefore, that's how you can explain nobody knows, yeah. right? Um, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's two separate spy stories. Yes. Is intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes you worried, like. What happened to these female spies? <laughs> right. Um, right. Because I think they, I, I think actually they were two separate instances. Yeah. Instances. Um, but I, I don't believe they actually, I think they're wrong. I don't think they deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think the fact that I, I'm leaning more towards the gypsies. The I do like the gypsy theater. Yeah. That yeah. she was with a crowd of gypsies or prostitutes, and something went. And wrong. gypsies weren't favored, so yeah. like a nice, pretty death is not, mm-hmm. you know, a, a gruesome death for a gypsy is just not far off. Yeah, just because they're a gypsy. Mm-hmm. So that, that's personally my theory, and mm-hmm. what happened was, and that would explain maybe. Uh, why nobody spoke up about it is because mm-hmm. maybe a bunch of people saw it mm-hmm. and they just didn't want to admit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's my personal. The remains disappearing makes the sense of the spy, first of all. It does make sense. You're right. Like, it's a common military Mm -hmm. technique to, like, isn't it? I don't know much about military, but to stuff something down somebody's throat is a method of silencing them. Mm -hmm. That's true. Not not just literally, but metaphorically silencing Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. And then the gruesomeness of cutting off a hand. Right. Sounds very intentional and... Well, and that being too, like, I mean, like, it could definitely be an American soldier still. But then, and then lastly, the fact that the body disappeared and was never found again. Um, some sources did want to did want to note um, that this was during um, the World War era, um, and there was a lot of chaos. And this was in Europe, so um, they did want to note that when you're in an air raid, you're not necessarily going to protect. <laughs> You know, you're not going to protect everything. You're, you're not, your main thoughts aren't protect the bones. It's, good God, I have to find shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there was just so much chaos uh, within that era that it would make it hard. Not, not, not saying that the whole... I mean, I'm totally on board for the bone conspiracy thing. Clearly, I made it very evident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they also... Uh, to, give it, to give it fair a fair argument, you know. Um, and I do... I, I definitely agree that... Mm-hmm. The, the hand missing is definitely not talked about mm-hmm. for some reason. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, there's a hand, like, away from it. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't add up. Right. Why did, why were they so quick to dismiss that? Why was that, why was that dismissed? Mm-hmm. So, like, why was that only in one theory? And then every other theory that came after that was like, oh, it's just this, it's just this. But they didn't talk about the hand. Mm-hmm. Cover up. Just cover up. Cover up. Um, in case Holly didn't, in case you didn't hear Holly's, uh, Holly's rebuttal is that she doesn't think it would be, she didn't think it would be a gypsy because, um, what did you say? <laughs> the, the bones going missing. Yeah. That really wouldn't make much sense for. But also the way that she was gruesomely attacked, but also the bones going missing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It just seemed very intentional. Very intentional. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Did you have anything that you wanted to add to your theory? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I I um, I do think the gypsy like American soldier thing makes sense because American soldiers. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put him past. I wouldn't put it past American soldiers. Soldiers. That being said, I do agree with the spy theory more, um, and I do think that. She was likely a spy. I think the fact that she was her identity was so well hidden, especially the fact that she had such unique dental records, and yet nobody to this day has been able to come forward and say, "Hey, this was a patient at this, at this uh, dental practice." Like the fact that like she had such a unique dental dental history, and yet she just her whole identity wiped from wiped from the wiped from the existence of the you know of of, um evidence um i also think that um it's very plausible for her to and and whether she's was was a german spy or um maybe she was a british spy and got caught like double you know like i don't really know what side she was on (laughs) per se i can't i don't i don't necessarily I'm not sold on the fact that she was a German spy, like that she was that she was Dutch or whatever. But um, I do think that she was a spy. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say like it is interesting to me also. Like 
after this was found, there was a lot of graffiti, right? Yes, a lot and of graffiti. And of course, the mm-hmm. who put Bella in the witchwood, that's the famous quote, mm-hmm. is she was named Bella. Right. Um, even though nobody knew her actual name. Right. Which does lead to the question of, was she named Bella? Did somebody know if she was actually named mm-hmm. Bella? Or is this just kind of like a like a John Doe? Like, right. Just another name for a missing person. Um, or, oh, who put those pretty bones? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I do agree that I do think her hand was cut off first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, well, one, would be very difficult to cut off the hand in the tree. The tree. Um, I also think, too, like, it's, do you think she was killed on site or do you think her body was moved there? That's true. You know, what I find interesting is that there were these two guys who said that they were walking in the park in opposite directions and a park nearby and heard a woman scream. They had asked for investigators to look around, but investigators didn't reportedly find anything. If if, when, if a woman had been that gruesomely murdered or her, had her hand cut off, you would think there'd be like some evidence of that. Um but her hand, you know, I do think her hand was cut off before. And then I do think she was stuffed. And I do think she was gagged to be silenced. Um, but, you know, she did scream. And I think maybe the scream came from her when her hand was cut off. <laughs> you know, as one would. <laughs> um, less than when she was actually murdered. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't. I really think the fact that she was so, th- that everything has just been so well hidden is very it's either the biggest coincidence and accident, yeah, or the biggest co- cover cover up, yeah. Which makes you wonder was she was she a really important spy or completely unimportant or completely unimportant? Which my theory is, I think she was completely unimportant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like you would, if you if she was an important spy, you would have, like, records. You, you know, they find records of, like, the the spy activity at post. And you find out, like, the, you, you find some things mm-hmm. um, where they come out and they were like, this this person was so cool. Like, they did these things and their writings of this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, spy, and, spy documents are actually pretty well documented. Yeah. Um, and that does not exist for her. And maybe, maybe she wasn't like a spy, but maybe she was a target of a spy. That's true. You know, like I, I don't, I don't necessarily know where she plays into that, but I definitely think the spy theory makes sense. And I don't know why we're silencing her like that. I don't know why we cut off her hand. She must have known something. See, my theory is she said something bad to Jennifer. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Jennifer didn't like that, so mm-hmm. then she silenced it. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, it was Heather. Heather, exactly. it was Heather. Um, I think like cutting off the hand too shows a sh- uh, shows the sign that she was like tortured. So like, uh, you know, like they're maybe they were trying to get information, or maybe they were like, "What did you see?" What is interesting, too, is that they found a ring and um, there were signs that she had um, the bones. The bones signify that she had given birth at least once um, and that she then there was a ring found in the tree. So she had a family. This this no named person had a family at some point. To have their children and father not speak. Not say anything. 
Are they also in another witch elm? That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. I did forget about that part. That there was that ring and. Yeah. Well, there was evidence that she had given birth. Yeah. So. Yeah. She was a spy family gone wrong. Spy family gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. It, I mean, either way, all of these are very messed up. Yeah, but. <laughs> um, but the the most messed up thing is that we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> all right. So I, I guess when this episode releases, I don't know. I don't know really if there's going to be a point to it, but maybe I'll put out like a poll on Reddit or something like that. Be like, or give us your theories. Let us, us know theories, what you exactly. guys think. Um, if you want us to do another one of these episodes, I've been listening to a lot of these stories, so we could do it again. Or if you have any other, you know, as always, if you have any other suggestions, sure. also watch the new season of Stranger Things. That way, I can talk about it. <laughs> and uh, Attack on Titan. That way, you can listen to that. that way episode. You can I listen, know some to that episode. listen to that episode. Oh uh, no! Rude. I know. I know. All right, All so right. I think uh, we'll call it there. Yeah. Thanks for Thank tuning in. Don't die. Yeah, don't get don't get mysteriously uh, thrown into a hole. Don't get axe murdered to yeah. the face That's or stuffed in a tree and gagged. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. don't don't un- yeah don't mysteriously go through a hole in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye. All. <laughs>